another segment, episode of Market Overdrive. <laughs> I forgot. How did you forget that? Segment or episode? It's a episode. It's a episode. How are you, Nick? I'm good. How are you doing? Wow. What are the badges for? It's all the medals I've won. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing serious. I did not serve in the military, so I don't want to get any credit for something I didn't do. But, you know, like I've... um, This is for like a race when I was in kindergarten. enough about you. I'm so excited to talk about the mayor. Hello, female, African-American. Oh, we have a new mayor? Yes, hello. I thought the race was still going on. (laughs) I know it's between two female African-Americans, so I figured one of them would win. Is this it? Am I going to lose this? The race is still going on, I thought. Oh, my God. It's official? (laughs) Honestly, I've been busy, so it's a blur for me. Okay, but yes. that's so awesome. Empowerment that's women this year, 2019. There you go. Have arrived. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Market Overdrive, Nick. I'm here. How's the market? Um, it's good. Really? Did you care <laughs> to expand? That was, that, was, that was a Grocco Foolers <laughs> answer. Oh, yes. Hi, Grocco. It's, 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 hey. it's good. It's good. Can we no, not talk about politics, been, politics and just get it going? Isn't yeah. it weird that every weekend politics. he tells us what we can and cannot talk about no, on the When show? did you become the, contr- the controller of the the When I'm getting the text messages... From Nicholas here that we got to get it going. Okay, we are getting it. Yeah, it's been, it's been a minute and, and 30 seconds. Yeah, tell Nicholas so let's move on. To shut it. Right, it's our go. show. We do All what right, we want to do. Who's introducing who here? Do you guys it's even know who's on today? today? Yeah, I know Hi, who's on. Sal. Hi, Carlita. How are you? Good. I like how he said my name. You hear that? Carlita. Sound Can you say movie. it like that? Carlita. Carlita. Carlita's way. I think it is a movie. Carlita's way. How are you, Sal? Doing wonderful. Thank you for having us again. Can you please tell us what uh, you've been doing at El Consulado de Mexico this week? We, it's been a very exciting week. We have been working very hard with the new um, this program that they have to teach people about what are their economic rights, access to all kinds of different things from life insurance to real estate to loans. People need to know to live a better life. Uh, what are their economic rights? What's out there? You know. I love that. And I want to commend Trust One Title because I know that you're really – Embedding yourself in the community, and you're not just saying we're doing all this marketing and sponsoring events, but you're actually out there educating. I actually had the pleasure to be there and meet some of the people that were there. Um, I know they were there to get their cards or matricules, yeah, matricules, passports, yeah, uh, and passports. But it's really cool to get into the community and find out what what kind of information people are really seeking, right? Because on the outside looking in, we make assumptions about what the Mexican community is lacking when it comes to finance, financial information. Right. Um, it was really cool to learn that everybody wants to learn more about credit repair and then how to save money so that we can empower them um, to become homeowners. So thank you. I commend you and Trust One for doing that. Thank you. That's very kind of you. We and today you're actually here to promote another event, right, that you're doing? Absolutely. So uh, some years ago, actually, through our, our connections with the, the folks over in uh, Latino Fashion Week. I had the privilege of meeting the folks from um, Up to Us Sports and their amazing director of development now, national director, is um, Amy Roscoe. And I'll let uh, Amy tell us a little bit about what we're doing this weekend. Yeah, so this weekend uh, we are honored to be taking over the entire House of Blues and bringing in a hundred spin bikes and transforming it, the entire House of Blues, into an inspiring fitness experience called Spin to Break the Cycle. And it's all to raise money to invest in our youth and in our communities um, and using that power of sport and of a coach to transform the lives of our youth. Wow, I've I've taken out the entire House of Blues once, but not nearly for as <laughs> much of a productive reason as you have. Does that mean you're coming and you're going to be spinning? Mine was really expensive and really foolish. No, but, but tell us a little bit more. I mean, that sounds crazy. You're going to 
bring in, what do you say, 100 bikes? Yeah, so we'll bring in 100 spin bikes. We've got top instructors from across the city coming in, DJs spinning a live music mix. And every hour we'll have a group of 100 people rotate through. Doors open at 8, starts at 9 with the first group. And every hour in the hour we've got another group coming through, doing the workout, celebrating afterwards. Um, We've got massage, food, drinks. um, And most importantly, it's all for a great cause and good people coming together. Where does it go to again? What's the cause? The cause is Up to Us Sports. So uh, using the power of sports and a well-trained coach uh, to be able to teach life lessons that extend beyond the playing field. And and let me tell you why we got involved with this, because it's very important to us. You know that uh, a a big part of our business model is to put back into the community. Um, I have been become familiar with this program for a few years now. um, And uh, one of the great ideas is to be more inclusive. And I love that because all the money stays here in Chicago. I don't think that Amy mentioned that. A lot of national organizations give money everywhere, and that's great for our country. But the money we're raising stays here, and it goes to our communities. Uh, one of the things that we're trying to do is have more Latinos participate. We partner up with Trust One Title, with uh, the law firm, and with Telemundo. So Telemundo is actually co-sponsoring it uh, for the Latino Hour. It's the first time we're going to have a Latino. And, of course, we have uh, one of our celebrities is sitting right next to me, which is Mr. Graco Funes. I'm a celebrity? And he's going to be one of our, <laughs> of our oh, members God. coming there. That was a, joke. <laughs> that was a big Wait, joke. Can we be inclusive and bring Albanians? <laughs> I want to see this case. No, uh, absolutely. I'm, 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 I'm not a celebrity. Steps. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love uh, it. Can you tell us a little bit more, though, about the program and the children that you talk about? Yeah, so here in Chicago, so as Sal mentioned, we're a national organization. Chicago is one of our major markets. So um, we currently have 25 coaches Mm -hmm. serving here in Chicago, and our goal is to more than double that in the next year. Um, We've seen great impact really on transforming outside of the playing field, as I mentioned, and the way that that can also have an impact on the community. So over the last year alone, we've served more than 3,200 youth uh, here in Chicago. Great. Well, I commend you again. Trust One is a great company, and thank you so much for coming to share the information with us. Thank you for your space. It's very important that people learn about this, and they still have time to uh, always uh, participate with us. The event will be April 6th, but even if they don't make it to this this event, we'll have more things coming up during the year. Love it. So, Salvador, can you just share, can people get a hold of you to sign up if they want to join still? Absolutely. They can go right on the website, uh, you know, Spin to Break the Cycle dot com, and they can sign up and uh, come and meet us at the House of Blues. Excellent. Thank you so much. I love it. See, Nick, it's always great to get in, be in part of the community and actually give back. Um, I've been doing a lot of that stuff lately. Mm-hmm. Um, it Do was you really even sell real estate anymore? I don't even sell real estate anymore. I mean, I see you at this event, that thing, sponsoring this charity, doing that organization. And I'm wondering, who pays you? Nobody ever pays me, right? I do all this for free. That's what it's about. <coughs> Give back into the community and actually make a difference. I, I, you do. You're a part of every board and every charity that I can imagine. <laughs> And I'm just wondering how you get paid yourself to eat when you I have no time you to see? work. I have no time to work. So anyway, um, thank you so much for bringing it to light that I do give back to the community. And that's something that's very important to me and my yeah, team. No, no I've doubt. actually increased it. So now there's three, four of us. Um, so maybe you should ask your lender if we're sending them deals. So you know It's called, it's bill. not called, yeah, we're not going to do that again. You just, <laughs> a lender's a whole institution. That's a human being. You don't oh, call him a lender. Officer? Okay. Yeah. Jesus. But, but so now, the wheels going here with these two gentlemen. We have uh, Tony P's network in the house. Greg and Tony are back to tell us a little bit about what's happening with their amazing network. Welcome guys back. Hey, thanks for having us back. We're happy to be here. Yep. How you been, man? We haven't seen you, what, a couple months on here? Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was in November, actually. 
Which so what's new? Wow, Tell us a little bit months. about what's happening. Uh, you guys? Oh, things have been going great. Um, <clears throat> one thing we notice is that when it's a new year, people get their New Year's resolution. It's like they want to lose weight. They want to stop doing this or that. And one of the most common things is people like they want to get out and network more. They want to find a new job. They want to find more leads for their current job or they want to hire some talent, whatnot. So uh, our first three events for the year have been just huge successes. Um, we did an event in Electric Hotel. We did one at uh, uh, Clutch Bar two nights before the grand opening. And then we also did an event at uh, Cuvée recently. And uh, I don't think it's been going great. And we're just uh, teeing up the next few months here. How about you, Greg? What are you doing? Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How are you supporting Mr. Tony? He's everywhere. I love it. Well, last time I remember, Tony's out there doing all this other stuff, and Greg's dealing with the back end stuff, which we call the ugly work. We gave you a nickname when you were here. Uh, I don't Was it recall. Dirty Greg or something like that? <laughs> yeah. But, but, but here's the thing, though. Greg got this awesome new suit from Gentleman's Cooperative today, so he's, he's clean Greg. <laughs> Greg, Greg he's clean cut, the suit. He's clean cut Greg. He's the grinder. He deserves the yeah. suit. He's got to get payday for all the work oh, yeah. he does on the backside. The backhand stuff's much more difficult. Yeah, yeah. He, he does all the heavy lifting, and I help put the butts in the seats and get the buzz and excitement going. <laughs> yeah, I'll say um, one of the new initiatives that we have with Tony P's Network at Events and how to help um, build the events and open it up to <clears> – <throat> Uh, a more broad audience is really to get nonprofits involved with the with the event. So our last event, we partnered with St. Jude. Thank you very much, Grauco and Carla, awesome. for the for the help with that. Um, and yeah, they brought a lot of energy, uh, had great representation, and a lot of people that probably wouldn't otherwise uh, attended did attend. So that obviously helps out with the numbers, which obviously boils down to the bottom line. So we were very happy about that. St. Jude. By the way, I need to tell both of you people, both of you St. Jude champions over here, that I'm an Amazon freak, and I have signed up to Atta make boy. smile. I keep buying stuff yeah. like every day, and I buy it, and, it, and, it and you can pick your charity, yeah, you can pick your and charity. I pick yep. St. Jude as my charity, so every time I buy something, St. Jude gives money every time, and I'm nice. going on there like almost every day buying some stuff, so, so you're welcome. I contribute to your charity, Thank you. but I wouldn't do it if, unless Grocco was there, so Grocco's there, <laughs> that's why I do it. Don't, don't, don't get flattered. Any new events coming up, guys? Yeah, so we got uh, we got the next couple uh, lined up. Uh, April seventeenth, we're going to be at a carnival. So uh, we got uh, actually more than half the tickets have been sold already. So things are going pretty quick. So if anybody wants to come, make sure you uh, jump on Eventbrite and get that going. And then uh, May fifteenth, we're going to be at a Bounce Sporting Club. So it's not Ace Bounce, the ping pong place. It's Bounce Sporting Club up in River North. And then uh, June and July and August, we got uh, several different rooftop venues that we're talking to because when the weather gets nice out, people want to be outside and enjoy the weather. So, yeah, a lot of exciting things coming up uh, next few months. Cool. Love it. Thank you. And officially, I want to thank you guys for the partnership with Executive Experience. Um, it was really great to have you there. Uh, they facilitated um, the videographer, and they were there. We we had an amazing event. So we had a, over 100 people at 1000M, which was more of like a VIP open house for the space. Um, so thank you so much, you guys, for, for the collaboration and helping us launch that. Oh, yeah. Happy to do that. And uh, well, let's, uh, let's do a few more. That was let's a good time. <laughs> we're excited. It was awesome. Right, what is executive? What did, what did you just call it? Executive experience. What's that? So executive experience is a committee of like-minded individuals who are entrepreneurs. And literally it is to, um, you know, just to promote. They're all entrepreneurs and then we're sharing our network. Um, so if anyone's looking to expand their network and grow their businesses, uh, we're just there to create a platform and support them in that effort. 
I can't keep up with all these things. You cannot. I just give That's up. That's what happens. It's too many. Women are empowered and they're making I want to be an entrepreneur one day. <laughs> entrepreneur. <laughs> entrepreneur. I'm you, sorry. You know, I couldn't say that word for the longest time. You entrepreneur. Say, can you say it now? It's the I can say it now. What is, why has it got to be race with you? <laughs> it's not race. What's with that? Anyway, let's go ahead and introduce our other guests. Let's do it. Go ahead. Well, we got Rich Casper here with the Casper Group. Thanks for visiting us. How are you, sir? For the second time, guys. Thank you for having me. Rachel's What's joining up? us. I don't Rachel, know what she's is she? Well, dancing we'll, out we'll there. We'll get her in here in a little yeah, bit. No problem. Hi, Rachel. Um, do you know Dave Hanna? No, introduce yeah. Dave for us, please. Tell us a little um, bit about that. Well, Dave, well, Dave can talk about uh, I'm, himself. Uh, I'm part of the Casper Group. That's that's me. <laughs> is he one of the new guys? He, no, I, Dave and I, I, have, I look new. Dave's yeah. an old type. You do look new to me. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Dave and I have worked together for quite some time. Dave was actually the president of CAR at one point yeah. in his career. Nice. How long ago was that? Four years ago? Oh, longer than that. Fortunately, longer ago than that. Um, okay. No, I, well, D- Dave, tell us a little bit about your involvement with Chicago Association of Realtors. And as a realtor, why do you think it's important to give back? Um, wow. Uh, thanks for that lead in. I'll get a big plug for the RPEC. Um, I was involved as a volunteer for a, over a decade now. I think it's extremely important to give back because the business environment that we function in here today in Chicago. It, it, it's here because of the Chicago Association of Realtors and the National Association of Realtors and, and all the hard work that a lot of volunteers put in to work primarily on advocacy, to, to create the business environment that we have, to defend homeowners' rights, to to try to navigate the many issues that we have in the city today around taxes and all the other things that come along with owning property. And um, absolutely would encourage any realtor that's out there right now to next time they see that box on their dues to check it off and and throw a few bucks towards advocacy because it's extremely important uh, mission of the hugely important it goes a long way right a lot of people don't understand what RPAC does for us as realtors um, but there's a lot of rules and regulations that we're, we're when we're transacting it kind of handicaps us to grow our businesses if we don't understand um, the rules that are going to are governing how you know real estate and RPAC it's a board or an organization that fights for us and advocates for for realtors and realtor rights which we then <coughs> obviously offer it to our clients right any developer um, what were some of the major laws that did you ever well, get involved? That? You know, we we've, we've been dealing with the transfer tax issue right now, uh, rent control, um, the property tax issues, and the disparity disparity in in the assessments around the city and in the in the collar counties. These are the kind of things that they deal with every day. But primarily, it's to make sure that a property owner's rights are protected and that there is a uh, not a, not a level playing field, but that there that there are clearly defined rules and regulations that the people who are transacting this business follow, so that the behavior is ethical and that everyone has a fair chance in buying or selling property. We've come a long way. If you think about the last fifteen years, things look and feel totally different. That's for sure. Um, but those those organizations are huge, and even if you take them further, like the realtor organizations are much better than unfortunately the banking organizations. I feel like. They get more things done, yeah. and I, Joe jump on in a minute. Joe Schaub, um, I, I do know we have people in Washington, people here locally that are doing their things to try and um, make our systems good for the consumer. But I feel like the realtors just make more; they they make more impact on yeah, stuff. They we hard. we drag, yeah. and and whenever we come up with something, it's ridiculously impossible, and it seems to become counterproductive to our clients. I think I think they're more organized, quite honestly. The you know that, yeah. the Realtor Associate and the the lobbyist, uh, Brian Bernadoni, who's the government affairs director for the Chicago Association, he's um, on almost every week 
on your uh, on, at seven thirty on Saturday mornings. Um, but it is a very organized, targeted effort, and the lobbying is specifically. It's, it's maybe it's a little easier too for us because yeah. we're only lobbying around real estate. Right. We're not trying to lobby about the entire banking system, which right. reaches in a lot of different directions. Right. I love it. I think it's very important to give back in time um, and also get involved with the Chicago Association of Realtors. I'm going to go ahead and plug myself again and give thanks to Maurice Hampton for naming me. Uh-huh. Um, he's the new president-elect, and I'm going to be sitting on his board. Uh, thank you for allowing me that opportunity uh, to co-chair your board uh, for his next event. So I'm sorry, Nick. We are very busy. Always plugging. Always leveraging, Carla. <laughs> always leveraging. Always leveraging. Yeah, I want to always do. be leveraging. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, go ahead. Um, Tell us a little bit about, I really, all politics aside and yes. all these rules and regulations. I really want to know what's going on with the Casper Group as far as the development Me too. and the new construction <laughs> nice. uh, that you guys have been working on in the last six months. We've seen um, a great uptick, I think, in our business, not only our platform, but we've joined uh, Compass. That is coming up on a year now that we've joined forces with Compass as a previous owner of Conlin Real Estate. Uh, we sold that entire company or, or had um, joined forces with Compass that will be coming up in May. And um, through that transition process, we're finally um, w- working together um, in unison, where I think uh, with any transformation from one company to the next, it's a little bit of a rocky road. But um, over the course of the last past six months, uh, we feel very settled in and uh found a platform that we can grow our business on, not only the new construction end, which um, we're starting to see another uptick in the Chicagoland area. I think what happened last year, midsummer, and certainly you can attest to this as well, um, and I would think that any broker can, last summer was very slow for us. Um, we had some tax implications that occurred throughout the city that really slowed our market um, extensively, and I think some uncertainty of what was happening in the world in general slow the market. And I think what uh, we saw was buyers digest all that information, take it in, and now finally move forward. And uh, we're having a, a welcoming spring market. Um, so, And I'm glad you do mention that because I think a lot of us were, considerate, were, con- were concerned about the adjusting of the market. Um, but we are seeing a very busy spring market. We're seeing buyers enthused um, about the opportunities. There's still somewhat uh, lack of inventory. And I want to say that that's throughout all types, right? Single family, condos, mm-hmm. and multi-units especially, um, where we're seeing everybody just coming out and is really excited about real estate and shopping again. So is that what you're seeing in your market? It's certainly what we're seeing. Yeah, we're seeing, um, seeing, yeah, we're seeing <laughs> offers. We're seeing uh, great enthusiasm about the market in general. Um, certainly new construction is on the rise again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had a bit of a low there where a lot of our builders sat on their hands or had some uncertainty as well as to what was going to happen in this market, and we've seen that turn around. Um, in regards to the group, we're uh, building a group from two people, which was Rachel and I. That was our group. Um, and we are now um, expanding that group with friends who uh, I've had relationships with for quite some time, like Dave. Um, we now have our group up to about 12. 12. Um, yeah. So it's it, we're we're feeling our way, but I think it's a really good thing. That's six hundred percent. It is six hundred percent. Yeah, but it all happened pretty quickly. Six hundred percent in the last yeah. year. That's not yeah, bad. Yeah. That's good. Can like you tell us sounds. a little bit about um, that market per se? Is there a difference in um, activity in the different price points, or are you seeing this overall? No, there's certainly activity in different price points. Where um, 
our 500 to 700 range is quite active and anything above a million seven to three million still is a little bit slower uh, not only in activity but offers <laughs> and in regards to percentage of what we see from list price to offer price certainly in the higher end market uh, that differential is much greater um, than in the lower price market. So between five and 700, I think we're seeing 93% offers to start and certainly ending up somewhere in the 95 to 96% range when it's said and done. And in the higher end market, we've seen as low as 85% first offers um, and have to kind of trudge through that. You're lucky I'm not buying in the higher end. (laughs) I'm going to throw 50 cents at you. (laughs) I can see that. Well, get you a lease. I mean, if I remember say, right, the worst you, you can say yeah. is no. Yeah. <laughs> if I remember right, you've got a wardrobe to pay for, which is yeah. probably exactly. pretty extensive. Yeah. The that's shoes you saying. had, the shoes. That's, that's right. And the shoe man, and the, the shoe badges, man. and the badges, and the badges. Yeah, the badges. Yeah. The badges. He pays for his badges. Yeah. Different shoes today. <laughs> well, thank you so much for hanging out with us and sharing this um, this information with the audience. I think that overall, everyone is it's been looking at us and uh, and just trying to find out what's going on with the market because we've always been talking about like bidding wars. So, if I dare to ask this question, uh, what would you say are the expectations towards the this upcoming summer market? Who wants to take that? I my personal expectation is that the it, the market will continue to improve from where it is right now. I think that people are – we're seeing more buyer activity. The weather doesn't help. I mean, if, I know it's crazy to say that people don't go shopping when it's crappy out, but that's just the reality, especially coming out of the winter we had. And w- there's just other things to do when you have a nice day besides go look for a house. It's one of the challenges we have with the summer is everybody wants mm-hmm. to go on vacation or spend time at the lake. Um, but I think that inventory's starting to pick up. We're – it's still definitely a, a market where the – Buyers, especially at the higher price points, um, have more control maybe than they had in the past. They certainly have more input. They are very particular about what they're looking for. They're very conscious. They're well-educated, so they're very conscious of of price point and what they expect to see when they walk into a house or a condominium at a certain price point. But I also think that there's some real good value out there. Um, Builders have been um, adjusting their expectation and I think homeowners as well. And it's, if, if the market's active, um, everybody doesn't have to get that last dollar to, to let them move along to the next price point and, or the next home. And so I personally think we'll see a little bit of an uptick from where we are now. Great. I think back to the new construction question, um, some of our job is educating the consumer as to, in regards to pricing, um, certainly construction costs have gone up over the course of the past year. In some instances, 6 to 10%. I was talking to a builder the other day who said that his electric cost went up 10%. That was his bill from his electrician from one single-family home that was 4,000 square feet to the next single-family home he built literally eight months ago. His um, bid from his electrician, who he uses all the time, went up 10%. He went back to him. He said, look, my labor costs have gone up, but more importantly, my material costs have gone up. And we're seeing that across the board um, for copper, conduit. Um, lumber lumber costs have gone way up drywall um, so with that some of our job is is educating the consumer to say yes we are much higher than we were in previous markets um, so if you're doing a cost comparison or if someone comes in and said well a house down the street eight months ago sold for x why are you, you know, that much more expensive that much more expensive well mm-hmm. it's really just the, the margins have gotten yeah. smaller for builders the construction costs have gone up 
but that consumer still wants to sit to pay the same amount of money that his mm-hmm. neighbor paid Correct. six to seven months ago. Um, That's a good point. Prices so have pr- gone up. Prices have gone up, and he basically nailed every major material needed in order to yeah. complete a project. Copper, he said copper, yeah. conduit, lumber. Why is that? Dry Why has it all gone up? So Why, I mean, if you tell me one thing went up, tariffs. there's a specific reason because of this. Tariffs. But everything tariffs across the board. the board has gone tariffs up. Tariffs, in, in many cases, are having a direct or indirect effect on the pricing of, of building materials. And you can ask any builder this. I mean, and it doesn't have to be here. You can go anywhere in the country. I mean, Chicago is very affordable compared to m- many other major cities in the U.S. Absolutely. And 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 even at a, and our builders here are willing. I mean, they do not have the same expectation often for a margin of profit. They're willing. They you know they they do their transaction and they move on to the next project, um, and so their margin they've they've allowed their margins to collapse because they're also I think very cognizant of costs and try to no one wants to pass on anything more than they have to because everybody's very sensitive. To you know, five years ago I read something that we were ranked thirtieth in cost per square foot as far as major cities across wouldn't, the country. Wouldn't be surprised. how is that possible that we're ranked below let's say tenth even. So and we're cheap. cheap. If you really look at it, I mean, New York is like four thousand dollars square foot mm-hmm. in land and material and labor, right? You know, <clears throat> in any particular order, I tariffs, huh? So we can get political. We could call it political overdrive and go down that. No, road. What no, 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 we don't have to go there. Right, just we're not going to do that. All right, statement of fact. That's all. Yeah. No, that's all good. Well, thanks to the tech Casper Group for coming in, guys. We sure, appreciate it. Thanks for having us thanks in. Thanks, guys. On our next show. I'm going to kick it back to you guys so that we can segue oh, to the next segment. Okay, we're going to play host again. Yeah. How are you? Thanks for the, you, Thanks for the softball, Carl. Yeah. Thank you. I'm enjoying your salmon-colored jacket today. I like my salmon-colored jacket. And your salmon sweaters that you I wear. I like the information that they're giving us on the show because um, a lot of people are just getting ready to shop the summer market, the spring market, and... I it, it's been really crazy, right? Because buyers were thinking, oh, it's going to be an adjustment period or adjustment market where prices are going to get adjusted. But now we're seeing bidding wars again, and it's really crazy because if we're not calling yeah. the realtors to find out if their property is still um, that is still active, we're showing up and properties are already under contract. And what people don't understand that is we don't take properties off the MLS or mark them pending or under contract until we are receipt of the earnest deposit. And sometimes there's a you know slow period in getting that earnest deposit, and properties are still showing active. And you're walking in there, and properties are already under contract, and so a lot of buyers are feeling that frustration. Well, I think I think the most educational part of that whole conversation we just had was that you know a lot of builders, oftentimes whether you're in the suburbs of the city, they build in phases, right? And phases could go four or five years long. Like, so if you're if you're seeing a situation where you're, let's just say you're in a subdivision. Uh, and phase one was done, and the house was three hundred twenty-five thousand. And the next house that is built is identical. If if what they're saying is true, and I believe that it is, and all material has gone up ten percent, twelve percent, thirteen percent, well, it's one thing that traditionally these houses appreciate, even if they they haven't recently be built, been built, they'll go up generally six to ten percent in most good markets. But now you have the factor that the new construction is going up just because of the cost. And you're like, wait a minute, this thing was 350 last year. Why is the same house 385 now? That's that and also at. labor, like you said, right? I mean, well, labor's it, a whole it's so animal. hard to find good contractors, or general contractors, and it's um, and I think that we're leveraged out, and a lot of developers, brand, you know, new construction as well as flip um, uh, developers are finding it very difficult to find that kind of talent. It's even harder to find sense. good cheap yeah. labor. That's it's impossible. Not cheap labor, but like something economical that economical, yeah. right? That's there's but I said profitability. Good. good. 
But hello, Mr. Joel. How are you? <laughs> hey, guys. Speaking of cheap labor, didn't we talk last week that Nick <laughs> was really good at putting down, was it tiles, I think? Was I the, can uh, lay some tiles, See? Man. Okay. <laughs> You're right about that. Hey, man, congratulations. Opening day week. We did up. it. Yeah, yep. a week ago, the Cubs uh, had their only win of the week so far. Yep. So we uh, <laughs> we are Cubs fans, and what we're seeing right now It's a long is, season, man. Don't worry it about is. it. Yeah, I think there's yeah. 162 games. Yeah, you only got 160 left. So we're here. <laughs> How was it's, your event, though? I want to know more about that. We had Cubs opening day with Joel Schaub, and what I like to do is actually do something at a different location. You've yeah. seen all the different events that Joel puts on, and what I like to do was invite people and not just talk about mortgages, not just talk about real estate, and really do something that was different. So this year, we had it at the new Lucky Strike Social directly across from Wrigley Field. They took the old 7-Eleven parking lot and tore it down. Oh, cool. Okay, so now there is uh, residential units. There's a bowling alley. There's a movie theater. And so it's cool. fun. Yeah. And so that was different. We I really had a good you're time. always making time to give back to the community, not just the real estate <clears throat> realtor community, but you're also, you know, your clients and you're celebrating with them. We did. It was uh, Thursday afternoon. We had 166 people come out and actually support the uh, Cubs opening day with Joel Schaub. And uh, there's going to be several events coming up in the future. Future okay. reference, I almost crashed your poker party. Yeah. <laughs> he did. He was going it, to. I'm like, you know what? I said, don't you I'm dare. I'm not going to do this. We just met. I'm not going to introduce myself like this. I'm going to stay away from the poker game. I play a lot. So it, it would have been fun. So next time you do one. Well, one of the reasons I really enjoy your events is because there's a lot of giveaways. Were there yeah. giveaways at this event? We actually did something that was fun. Every time the Cubs scored, somebody won $100. Every uh, so we we really made it fun and different. Uh, my wife Christine really took the ball by the horns or the bull by the horns and literally created an event that was ski ball. So She's it was lovely. fun and it was different. And <clears throat> somebody came in and won five hundred dollars just for playing ski ball like you did as a kid. I love Joe it. Joe just leaked the secret. Made- Joe's got the same problem you have. A lot of events. Yeah. And I'm wondering how. And he's a, he's a top producer. He's a known top producer. How does he have time to close all these loans when there's constantly an event after event? And then she's standing right behind me, <laughs> and that makes all the sense in the world because it's her. insane. He's always doing something. But yeah, and um, I love it that you you give back and also get your clients involved with these events. And seriously, the giveaways are hot. I need to make it to your next event. We're going to be doing other events, but for Market Overdrive, we're mm-hmm. here. It's April, and one yes. of the things that I was so excited about is my guest today because we talk about this. We want people to tune in and we really want them to get something out of this. Mm-hmm. We want them to actually be educated. And so today I have a guest that really wants to talk about giving uh, the buyer everything and actually teaching them and making sure that they're protected during the transaction. So without further ado, I want to introduce Sam Schaefer from Chicago Properties. Sam, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for the introduction. I also want to say Thank you so much for being a guest on the Carlamina show. <laughs> wow, Sam, the door's right behind you, buddy. You guys uh, don't even know. How much did she Sam pay you? Seriously, how much did she pay you for that one, Sam? <laughs> I mean, so Sam has seen me with my hair up in a ponytail, uh, you know, going to school to pick up the kids late and running late and just being crazy. Uh, so our kids go to went to the same school good, together. Uh, Nicolas and Joey are best friends since grammar school. Was it grammar? Yeah, yes? it's been great. Um, so... Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, Just a quick background on myself. So I started in real estate in 2003. Before I was in real estate, I was in the dot-com sector. And I remember calling my wife, telling her that I wanted to jump into real estate, quit my full-time job. And she said, ironically, I just got done watching an Oprah Winfrey show. And Oprah told me specifically that if you want to go and work for yourself, you need to have 
a half a year salary saved. Mm. Well, Oprah's not always right. <laughs> nope. So anyway, um, come on, Oprah's always right. Nope, nope. <laughs> That's true. Go ahead, Sam, go ahead. Um, so anyway, one of my college buddies, Dan Kravitz, had his own real estate company, and his niche was buying old buildings, rehabbing them, and renting them out. So I went to work for my friend Dan, and I was a rental agent, and that's how I started my career. And I, over that course, I was able to pick up a couple clients and develop my own niche. And there's a very simple niche, which, which was trying to provide the best client experience possible. So here I am 15 years later with that same niche, trying to provide the best experience where my clients will sing my praises to their friends and family. Right. So it's worked out okay so far. Definitely has worked out. Can you tell us a little bit more as far as like if I'm, if I'm a buyer, if I'm a seller, what does that mean, the best buyer experience or client experience? So if I'm working with a buyer, and pardon my cheesy cliches, but what I want to do is I want my buyer to get out there and kiss a lot of frogs before they find their prince or their princess. <laughs> so we want them to be educated and feel very confident about what they're going to be purchasing. So if we do find the right property, we want to do some initial vetting before we put pen to paper. So there's some basic questions that I like to probe prior to putting in an offer. So these are basic questions that Carla probably asks the same when she's with her buyers. We want to know... She's not as good as you. Don't worry about it. (laughs) We want to know basically the health of the association if you're buying a condo. Mm -hmm. So simple questions are like, how much money are in reserves? Are there any planned special special assessments? When was the building last sealed? Tuck pointed. How many units are owner-occupied versus rental? Are there rental restrictions? Are there pet pet restrictions? So we want to make sure that all checks out prior to putting pen to paper and putting in an offer. Those aren't simple questions. Those are very important (laughs) questions. True. You think they're simple, but some of those are extreme. Extremely well, important. It's really hard, though, right? Because when you're when someone comes to us and they want to have a buyer or seller consultation, um, it's really it's important for the professional to guide the transaction and help people uh, figure out what it is that they want. Because sometimes they don't even know that they want these things, and they come to us and they're like, "Well, I have a monthly payment budget, and then but I want you know I want two thousand square feet, and I want it this location, and I heard the location is important." Um, so it's part mm. of the education process. How do you guide your clients in making sure? that they understand uh, the difference between a want and a need and what they can actually afford? That's a great question. So I think it comes back to educating the client. So a lot of times they do have expectations of what they can buy or what they can afford. And the best way to, I guess, drive home that point is for them to get out there, feel it, touch it, see it, walk through the unit. And then at that point, they can realize if this is a good value or not. When I, when I work with the first-time home buyer, the first time I'm, I'm out with a buyer, my goal is for, not them to, for, not, for them to write a check and buy something. I want them, when we leave the last appointment, to walk into a showing and being like, this is a great deal, or this is grossly overpriced. So we kind of learn together throughout the process. What are you saying? What are you seeing out there, Joe, when it comes to uh, financing uh, mortgages or getting people approved? Like, um, what is the difference? Is there a disparity between what they want and they can actually afford? A lot of times, what we're finding is that somebody comes and they're paying a certain dollar amount in rent. And what we want to do is actually not just give them a pre-approval letter that says that you're approved up to this dollar amount. It's actually taking a step back, just like Sam was talking about, and actually finding out what the comfortability level is, yeah. making sure that they're out there looking at the right purchase price 
that meets what the payment should be. Right. So that when I actually send a buyer back over to Sam, he's not out there looking at places just because the letter says they're good up to 900000 mm-hmm. If they really want to be at $5,500 all in a month, we need to make sure that you're out showing them the right type of places. And that's what yeah. years <clears throat> of experience do. And that's why I'm so glad that Sam's here. Is it me or has recently, and I'm going to say like over the last 18 months or so, have you seen people being better with their mortgage payment, like as far as debt to income ratio, like they're scaling it down a little bit where they qualify for much more, but they're actually requesting, no, that's way too high for me. Isn't that crazy? It it, it, was like three years ago. It seems like everybody was pushing the limit for the debt to income ratio. Now it seems like they're all walking backwards, which is nice. It means a lot that there's actually a change in the buyers. So years ago, you saw it. I saw it a lot. What yeah. people were doing before was I would give them the letter that said what they were approved to, and they would come back and they would say, oh, can you go any higher? <laughs> can I go any higher? If I go any higher, you're going to be eating ramen. Right. Okay? Yeah. It's about how much you should be able to pay based on your gross income. Right. And so just getting it right, taking the steps to actually teach somebody and educate them on where they want to be, that helps when they're out there looking at properties. So Sam, what are you seeing when we work with a buyer and you're going out there? It has to be just years of experience that is enabling you to be able to do the things that other agents aren't doing. There's so many people coming into the market right now and they're real estate agents and they don't have half of the experience that you have. Can you touch on some of these things that you're doing to make sure the buyer is protected? Sure, that's a great question. I think first and foremost, you, you can't chase the money. For me, I'm chasing the client accolades. So I want my clients to sing my praises and tell their family and friends what a great experience they had working with me. So I feel like if you have your client's best interest through every step of the process, then you'll continue to grow your business in a very organic way. You can't do that when you first start out, right? Doesn't that simply take years to be able to do that? Because in the very beginning, you do want those commissions to close, right? It took time. You need them. Well, that's a good point. However, if you're a first-time if you're just starting out, I'll, I'll paint a positive picture. You can have a competitive advantage because you have one job. You have one client. So you better roll out the red carpet and make it the best experience possible. So if they call, email you, text you, all you have to do is service that one client. So that's a great place to start as a first-time agent or as a newbie. You just All you have to do is you have one client to take care of and you better do a good job. Yeah, I love it that you bring in the client experience into the conversation because um, we we're taking it back to like we're not chasing a paycheck, right? And it gets to that level where you're 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 providing service to that client, and so it's not. I think people look at us as salespeople versus like consultant or investment consultants. And I always like to advise clients that you know we're here to buy something, and we're going to buy it as if it was our own. So if I wouldn't buy it for myself, I wouldn't advise you to buy it. Yeah. And some people are sometimes thrown back by that. They're like, well, it's your final say. Um, but there are some products that, you know, again, real estate, it's, a, it's an investment, right? And so a lot of people get really emotional about the transaction. So it's up to us to bring it back and educate them. So I love the fact that you, you're saying it's the customer experience. Um, what are some of the things that you're seeing out there that other realtors perhaps are not doing? Well, I think it's just, <clears throat> excuse me, the white glove service, which is really important. Um, myself and my team, we try to be overly communicative. So if I have a client, I literally get heart palpitations if they call me before I call them. So I want to stay ahead of them and make sure that we're providing them the comfort and ease knowing that we have their back. And Carla, you touched on a good point. You mentioned that you know, you're know you in it with your client. 
And I always joke to say that I'm not going to let you mess it up. Okay? And we're going to find you the best opportunity, the best deal, and we're in it together. And I think that we're having this kind of conversation because as the market has shifted and we've seen a lot of new, younger professionals entering the real estate market, I think the way to separate the tenure realtor or the tenure professional is to buy say, is by saying there is customer service involved in this transaction. So the fact that you say that you, you're, you get a, you're upset when the client reaches out to you before you anticipate that, you know, that demand or that service, um, it says a lot about the kind of service and that's why you're so successful. So kudos to you. And kudos to your wife that I know is a very supportive role, and I, I'm looking forward to having dinner with you guys tonight. We're still doing that? Oh, what time's dinner? <laughs> We're, I heard Joel's buying, so yeah. the more the merrier. Great. <laughs> Everybody's invited. Um, but thank you so much, Sam. Um, and I know that you focus a lot, or do you specialize in a specific area you want to share a little bit about? Uh, sure. I mean, I'm really servicing the Chicagoland area. So from Bucktown as far north as Andersonville to the Gold Coast, mainly just the nice parts of Chicago I'm focusing on and trying to provide the best experience possible. Love it. How to get hold of you? Phone number, email. So I don't say this to be noble, but my phone is pretty much glued to my hip. Mm-hmm. I'm answering it pretty much 24-7. So if they wanted to call me, my cell phone is 773-297-9792. And email is sam, S-A-M, at shyprop.com, spelled C-H-I, like Chicago. Mm-hmm. P-R-O-P, like property. And Sam has a really cool office. Um, Where is your office? My office is located at 2348 West Grand Avenue in Westtown. It's a very fun office. If you guys are looking to uh, come check out some really cool raw space, uh, the design of the office, kudos to you. I loved it. Thank you. Um, So doing great things. Continue that hard work. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you, Carla. Thanks for being on. Sure. I mean, it's just great, Joel, to see you out there bringing us the best in the industry because it just it elevates our our audience's IQ as to what are the expectations to have for, um, you know, for when you're transacting and what you should expect from a professional. That's what we wanted to do this year on uh, 2019 version of Market Overdrive was bring real professionals that are giving back and actually teaching people that are listening that it's not just a sale. It's that there are people that are truly out there that are actually looking after you and there are professionals that can actually be of assistance because nowadays there's so much information that you can get online. There are so many things that agents just need to do to be that professional and get those additional uh, referrals. And that's why I was so happy that Sam was here with us today. Yeah, Sam has been transacting for quite a while now, and I know that he's definitely uh, done a lot. And are you involved in any organizations, uh, Sam? Um, So I do a lot of advocacy for JDRF, which is type 1 diabetes. And every year we sponsor a big um, JUF walk where we've raised lots of money for a great cause. Can you share a little bit about that and why you got so involved? Well, I have two boys, 9 and 12. Um, My 9-year-old was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at the age of two and a half years old. Um, So we've been living it, breathing it, and it's been um, a 24-hour job, seven days a week, and we're just trying to find a cure. Love it. I know that sometimes we, we, we gravitate to support organizations that are dear to us and that make a difference. But I know, knowing you and your family personally, I know exactly how much you struggle with this. Uh, also with being in, in the public school system with a child that needed that extra assistance. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Just- um, sure. I mean, type 1 diabetes is something that you have to be extremely militant about. Um, basically... The disease is you have to monitor whatever you put in your body. 
um, and it has risks if your blood pre- if your blood sugar levels get too high or get too low. Um, so we're fortunate to be at a great school with a great nurse and a great support system, and the technology is getting better and better. So the money that we're raising is going towards a great cause. And I think that makes for a great uh, realtor just understanding that whole concept and working with families because I know you work with a lot of families and ju- just knowing what it is like to work with families who are looking specifically for schools that can actually assist their, their kids with that kind of um, that special need per se, right? So you've dealt with it, the politics of CPS and taking over and making sure that there was changes. So kudos to you because I know that um, with uh, your son, you were able to impact our school. So Thank you. I appreciate that. You bet. Well, Nick, um, Jim, did we, we already gave your information, so you guys know where to find Sam, and you know where to find Joel. Guys, Joel Schaub <laughs> is 773-654-2049, and on Instagram at CubsFanMortgageMan. Love it. Thank you so much, Joel. So are you hosting any cool events, Nick? Grand openings here and there? Maybe? Not yet. Not yet? Nope. I'm working on stuff. Working on stuff? Yeah. It is busy, right? I mean... I'm plenty busy, yeah. I can't complain. So, I mean, um, it, it the phones are definitely ringing harder. The clients are, it was like night and day. It's a really slow winter. And then like overnight, it became a really hectic spring. And it, it, there was no wind down and wind up. It yeah, was just like off, on, light switch. It was, it, was, it was insane. So, yeah. It's definitely a busy time right now for us. Definitely a great time. I think that uh, we were all worried or concerned as to where the market was going. Um, but I think everybody, I again, I, you've heard everyone come in and kind of echo the same sentiment, right? That the market is definitely very active. So I think buyers should beware and be prepared for that because everybody was thinking that they were going to have great selection and opportunities to f- find a good deal. But I think that breaking into that summer market is going to be even hectic. He- more hectic, hectier. All right, <laughs> it's going to be crazier. <laughs> All right, Hector, let's move on to our new guest. Yes, please. Hector. How you been? It's been a long time since you've been on our Hi. show. Hi, like, everybody. Like, years, welcome, four welcome. years? Maybe, I think so. Yvonne Pay is a REMAX American dream. Yes. I Hi, like guys. Hi. How you been? I feel like I'm back home. I, I haven't seen you guys in a while. It's because you've been so busy. <laughs> we like <laughs> yes. to make everybody feel at home. This You're is like fam- fabulous. Family. I know. This is a fabulous studio. Congratulations to thank everybody. You, you guys thank look you. amazing. Thank you. Nice thank to see you. you all, and thank you for having me back. Cause, cause so how you been? What you been up to? Girl, just rushing. I, I need to. I need to just invest in a helicopter, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love you, it. You, you, don't, totally you don't own one yet? <laughs> no, not yet. Oh, we have some That's on my bucket own, list for well, next. She doesn't own a helicopter. <laughs> you know? It's been good. Very blessed. Uh, very busy. American dream. Um, I think when I first started, uh, the last time I was here, I had not purchased the Remax. Um, it's been great. Fantastic. I've We've had really good you know, um, vibe going there with our agents. We're very happy with everybody that's on board, and we're just happy to continue to grow our new venture. Now that's a year and a half now. Yeah, congrats on that. Wow, so thank you. Has it been there longer? Already? Yes, it'll be two years since it feels October. Like you just opened it. I know. Wow. I know. That's because they keep growing. <laughs> that team keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, we're with all the accolades that uh, they they she keeps getting. I saw them at the Remix yeah. Award. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, not a word. Are you are you a Titan? You a Titan? We're Titan for our team, yes. And then you made Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame, I did in four years. That was a surprise, complete surprise. Um, so we did the Payas team. I call myself a team with just one assistant, but now having five agents, uh, we did Titan our, our first year. So that was fantastic you to have five get agents. that. That's a legitimate team now. <laughs> yes, for myself that's now, right? Considered a company. That's a company. I know. It's like you I was a company with one person. <laughs> you're no longer a team. Right. You get to five, you're a company. 
you know. So but give us an idea what's going on because you're you're a little bit of a distance traditionally from the city. You're in the right. northwest suburbs, right? Classified as northwest. It's uh, yeah, north northwest. Okay. Um, yeah, but northern uh, northern Illinois markets um, area. have a tendency to be a little different. So it'd be nice to know exactly what's going on out there. How was this, the winter season? How is it? Has the spring season started yet officially? Um, Completely, yes. It, um, it's fully back on. I feel after the, the polar vortex that we had yeah. <laughs> those first few weeks, um, actually one of our agents got pregnant. So it was definitely a little slow um, up, you know, up wh- where we're at. Market, you know, the, the market was a little bit steady. Some prices, you know, started dropping, but now we're seeing it pick back up. A lot of, you know, sellers are getting ready to list. Um, very active week right now with a lot of buyers and and uh, there's a lot of inventory, but there's a lot of people now back buying with the, the lower rates that um, are really helping, you know, push that drive for the, you know, so the you buyers that are available. Now. Your opinion is at lower rates. I think so. Yes. And I feel, you know, with um, everything going on with government shutdown, I did feel that a lot of buyers were a little hesitant about, um, you know, where really the market was going to go with that. I, I think that a, a lot of, you know, from my conversations with clients, I feel that it, it, it did make them think, rethink of what purchasing power do I have now. But now I feel like people are just really taking advantage prior to the rates perhaps going back up. Um, that's the conversation that my, you know, that I'm hearing from a couple of the buyers that I'm working with right now. Do you feel it's, it's busier, slower, or the same as last year this time? It's picking back up. It was definitely slow, but I feel like the last two weeks is we're not quite there yet. Um, I'm certain, you know, our sellers want the line of, you know, buyers at the door compared to previous years, how we were, you know, in multiple offer situations, you know, outbidding each other. We're not quite there yet, but I, I think maybe we'll, we'll get to a mid, um, a healthy mid, you know, um, midway at this, this, um, season, you know. Cool. So we, we had some quick questions. Um, one that sure. I had in mind. A, how did you assemble this great team that you have now? Yes. Uh, and keep them motivated to push these numbers as far as, you know, buying property, whether it's investments. Are you seeing more investment buyers now? Are you seeing more first-time buyers? Actually, both. Um, so we're getting, um, I, I would call it a healthy mix of people that are already in properties that want to start tapping into, can I get a HELOC? Can I buy an investment property? Could I, you know, what can I do if I sell? And can I buy maybe two properties um, with the money, with the equity that I have? Um, for team purpose, um, really how I, you need to have a strong core. And a core, I, I refer to, of course, you being a, the team lead, but you definitely need to have the right staff to support a team. Because you can, you're, if you're a, a producing broker like I am, right, I don't sit at the office and just manage. I'm out there selling too. Right. And so you need to have somebody that it's basically home base that brings everybody back together and um control for me tower. control tower yeah her name is nancy for me um you know she's fantastic she follows up with every lead that is distributed to each agent continues to hit up all the leads if the agents are not giving report back to her um it, it's the way that i set it up you know so we need to um see where you're at where are the numbers at um, I do actually about a, every four to six weeks, I do sit down with each of them individually and assess how they're doing, what they're struggling with. Do they need help to procure buyers? What are you doing to procure business on your own? Um, so more of a mentorship as well. And um, and that 
that definitely did work for me last year. So um, out of those five agents, actually three of them are part-time. So I was very surprised that I had about a 10% rate of return of all the leads that were distributed to them that they came back with contracts unclosed. It's pretty good. Great stuff. So very... Aside uh, from being a great agent, Ivani also is the incoming president, right? For for NARUP Chicago. NARUP Chicago. Yes. Touch a little bit about that, please. NARUP Chicago, um, getting reinvented. We have so much much to um, educate our fellow realtors, uh, lending professionals, anybody in the real estate industry where it could be home inspectors to attorneys, uh, title... we definitely want to touch base with everybody in our industry, in our sphere, to advocate for them, to have um, education be a large piece of who you are in your business. So a uh, new logo was launched. The new the new three dots, if you see, of NARA um, are networking, advocacy, and definitely education. Um, education is a huge part of you being a real estate professional. So I highly invite everybody that um, is listening to our show to get active if it's not NARAB, it could be ARIA, it could be Chicago Association of Realtors, YPN. Just get involved, get out there. Um, part of you being a professional in this industry is also being, um, you should definitely act on being a philanthropist and giving back to the community. And I'm one of those people who like to stay in their own lane. I don't like to get out to too many places. I but I think but we appreciate people, you coming to I, our I, events. I, I, well, I, do, I do for you. <laughs> Not Thank you, Nick. But, but I, I want to stress to the newer people that are out there that it is important. I've been I've been doing it for 24 years, so it's not like I need to rush out to every event anymore. Right, no. But I think if you're new, it's not just what NAREP or some of these other organizations could provide from you in the classroom, if you will, or just talking, going to seminars or uh, specific things. But right. what about bumping into all these other agents? Because when you start talking to more agents, you start to learn some things So. So, you know, picking back on what you said, um, actually, a really good friend of mine, um, you know, she called me today and, and asked me, how do I hire that first buyer agent? Mm-hmm. And she's asking me, she's actually pregnant and, and is thinking of hiring or bringing on a buyer agent prior to delivering her, her new baby. And I said, you need to come out and network. You need to come out to these events. I said, because she's asking me, where do I find an agent? Well, not you know, not, you know, I'm not going to go to a community <laughs> college. I'm not going to. Where do you go? Where do I? How do I know what you're offering if I'm not out there, right? right. So being salespeople, I said, we, you need to get out there and you need to come in to do mixers, to do networking, right. and really see if there's somebody that will, you know, match what you're looking for and perhaps, you know, invite them to coffee and, and procure them that way. So definitely um, n- being a part of an organization, right? Um, you always want to, again, elevate your IQ, which I love about you guys, that it's all about education. Um, if you're the smartest person in the room, then you are in the wrong room. That was something that was taught on to me very early in my career. And uh, <laughs> and I feel <laughs> if you are looking to grow, you definitely need to get out there and see. You need to mingle with other people that know more. 24 years of experience, I don't know everything in five years, right? You know so much I mean, more. You've seen you, different you, markets. You can learn something if you have twenty. I learned something from people with two years' experience because right. th- it's such a big world we live in, right? And that pours off as the benefit for the consumer. Then, when we learn little things, even from somebody that's got far less experience, it's like, oh, I never thought of it that way, and it just helps. Exactly. So, um, again, being out there, um, just. Pick, you know, picking each other's brains, I think. Yeah. And it really, I, I've seen a lot of now, now groups, you know, now being a broker owner, um, we do a lot of mentorship, but also masterminding. Mm-hmm. Definitely get out there and just ask, you know, if you are if you have struggles or questions, what are you doing that I'm doing different? You know, definitely get out there and mastermind with, um, yeah. you know, same people that are that have the same drive as you. 
Yeah. And it's good to stay humble, right? Regardless of how long you've been in the industry, it's good to get back and get involved with the organization, especially Chicago Association of Realtors for us. And I know that you've done a great job with NARA, but um, just get involved because you need to stay on top of what's going on with new rules and regulations and how it affects back to the people that we service, which is our clients. Absolutely. Fine. Thank you so much for coming on our show today. Thank you. Thank you very much. You the bomb.com. Thank you. you. One last um, So, uh, payashomes.com, um, on Facebook, uh, the payas one. <laughs> the the, the payas. There's a few payases out there. So, if I'm, if, if any, you know, I've had a lot of people reach out to me about taking me out to coffee, but I'll be happy to talk to anybody that wants to pick my brain. Thank you awesome. very much for having for me. Sure. Thanks okay. for coming on. Well, Let's it's wrap been this a up, sir. great pleasure Lady. hanging out with Nick tonight and doing Market Overdrive. Nick, would you like to close? <laughs> Okay, here we go. <laughs> and we want to thank all our guests, and you can catch this show and every show. <laughs> Stop it. You can catch this show and every show that we have ever made, or episode, or what do we call it today? Sepisode? Sepisode. Uh, you can catch it on YouTube, of course, Facebook. It'll be cataloged on our website at www.marketoverdrive.com. And last but not least, and most importantly, go to the WGM podcast. You go over there, you can put on your iOS, subscribe. It'll be in your inbox, and you don't have to listen on Thursdays. You can listen on Friday. You can listen on Saturday night at 2 a.m. when you're out. Oh, That's yeah. That's exactly what everybody wants to do, right? I sometimes listen to Grocco speaking mm. at 2 a.m. on a Saturday. There you go. <laughs> so catch the show, and of course, follow us on you know Facebook, forward slash Market Overdrive, at Market Overdrive on Twitter, our Instagram, the whole nine yards, and we will see you not next Thursday, but the following Thursday. I will be back. Carla won't be here, so it's going to be a special party, just me alone. See you then. <laughs> <laughs>